Hey, Luke, how do you share Jesus as a business owner? Well, we've got Paul Pettifer with us today from Lake Charles, Louisiana, known as the Bishop of Barbecue. And him, you and I are going to answer that question right now. Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Williford Brothers. We are your host, Luke and Lee Williford. We are excited today and honored to be joined by our friend, uh, the Bishop of Barbecue, uh, Paul Pettifer from Lake Charles, uh, Louisiana. Oh, man. Yes. You guys are the best, man. <laughs> As president of the Luke and Lee Willifer Fan Club International, <laughs> let me just say double thumbs up, 100% rating from all over your giant fan club. I, I'm a pretty tenacious fighter, and but I did achieve president status for y'all's fan club, so <laughs> well, thumbs we, up, man. We, we are glad to have you. Paul, you are our first guest. Oh, number one. The yes. OG, baby. I, I love it, the man. OG. Thank y'all so much. So hey. you, you're setting the par, man. You, however you set the bar. Hey, uh, uh, I'm down with that, man. And we are Build a taller building, I think, is what we heard this <laughs> yes. week, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> we are here. The weather is beautiful. We are in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and the Lord is just, just present here. And we're going to talk about him this morning. Um, so, Paul, if you will, just uh, give us the, uh, the condensed bio of yourself, a little bit about your business journey before we jump into answering this question. Oh, man, super great. Well, I'm a, I'm a native of Lake Charles. You mentioned that. And I, uh, my daddy had a business, and then he, he went out of business. There was tough economic times. And I went to grad school and became a banker for 16 years and then ended up uh, having a friend who bought some laundries. And I did that, too. I bought some laundries. So my goal was to be able to earn a living and pay my own way with half my life and be able to do ministry stuff with the other half of my mm-hmm. life. So mm-hmm. that's how I got into the laundry business. And then uh, I'm back in my hometown, which was really God's provision. And uh, it's been just super great, man. I've, I've loved it. I've learned a lot and how to work hard and use what's in your hand uh, for all the good. Absolutely. And he's got t- so many tangible examples. I mean, I've seen him. you pour into guys in your community, young guys you brought on to hire. Yeah. Can you tell the listener, hey, uh, how do I take those small opportunities to share Jesus? Because it's not a big thing, it's, but the small things are big, okay. you know, and every person matters. Oh, uh, man. I'm sure you've got names coming to your yeah. mind that, that the Lord has been able to work through you in their lives and then you have names in your mind who the Lord has used to work in your life. Wow, well I'm, I'm so grateful for that. You know, I, I, I took the opportunity when I, my city happens to be exactly half black, half white and buying yeah. uh, these laundromats I was a banker, right? I already had a big job 60 hour job, was leader there and all that and it gave me a great reason to go hang out with uh, people that, uh, parts of my community that maybe I didn't have as much time to go see and that has let me have so many new opportunities that I didn't anticipate. I didn't plan mm. them. <clears throat> and what I just think about when you ask that question is that uh, scripture in Colossians 3 where uh, Paul says that whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. As yes. if working for the Lord, not for man. Actually, I, I blended 1 Corinthians and Paul yeah, but, uh, in Colossians 3. Yeah. But whatever you do, right, the gospel of whatever. So you're going you're gonna to laundromat, you're going to work at your job you're going to have your side hustle you're going to have your you know you're going to raise money and start a, a tech business we met some people like that this week yes you know do that in such a way that the lord gets glory and you're going to do that to help people see jesus more clearly that's my language i want people to see jesus more clearly on the other side of their interaction with me yes and you have done an amazing job of that we've known each other for 13 years i've followed you for a long time and you are boots on the ground Everything you do points to Jesus. Well, it's, it's incredible. Man, he's, he's a great 
he's a great guy and i want to yeah. be a rep a representative <laughs> that doesn't uh sell short right yes how, how great he is so yes. thank you for that encouragement yeah. that's super encouraging over, over these years i know you've planted a lot of seeds um especially in lake charles around the area have tell me about the fruit that you've seen out of out of that laboring what type of fruit have you seen Man, that's a great question. I'll, I'll take a tangible example that came to mind when you were asking me a minute ago, Luke, about some names. And mm. uh, so one one really gra- really laundromat kind of example is that I I uh, had an employee on my team and, and uh, from the terrace, which is where one of my stores are, and she said, you should mentor my son. And I'm like, you should mentor your son. Why do I have to? I have kids. I don't know. Why do I have to help your kids? And then a few days later, a week or two later, uh, he's, he's a 15-year-old boy, and him and like 12 of his friends, maybe it was only nine, right? It was a bunch of them. They pile up on bicycles and just dump them right in front of the door, come in the laundromat, half of them shirtless, loud and boisterous. and You know, they didn't mean anything, but it was, it was disruptive. And uh, so I made friends with this young man named Jonathan, and uh, mm. then I... I you know, he started talking about what he wanted in life. He wanted money. He was going to play basketball. He was going to make millions of dollars. It's going to solve all his problems. And I just started right then talking about, well, does money really solve your problems? I mean, mm-hmm. money's nice. I like having some money. It's, it's pretty handy. But is it's, it solve all your problems? And so I ended up uh, employing Jonathan a few years later. And then about another dozen or so of his friends, most of them were his friends, wow. those guys, on and off. Now, I would say that the batting average is not what I was hoping for, for you know, what we're hoping for lately. They walk away from, you know, not all those young men were criminals, but several of them were, uh, you know, but, but there's certainly um, gospel sharing that was done. My favorite place to disciple someone is the passenger seat of my truck. You come with me. Hmm. And uh, Jonathan Captive did. Captive audience. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, thought that, um, he thought that going to work every day would feel worse than going to prison. And I, when I tell wow. people that story, there's a longer wow. version of it that, and they're just shocked. Like, how could you think that? And that, that's, that's what he thought. But, you know, about six weeks into working, that was on day one. When hour one, that's what I learned. He told me that. Six weeks into working, he loved it. Achievement is really infectious, right? It lifts your spirit, you know? Yes. Six months in, we did uh, the longest work that he had. We, we poured epoxy floors, which I always recommend you not do. I hate <laughs> epoxy floors. You know, 6 a.m. to 9 at night is when we finished up. And he wouldn't leave. We stood in the parking lot and told stories for another 90 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. T- wow. Shooting videos because achievement is infectious. But he didn't know that. And so about out of that crew, you know, several of them, uh, you know, are successfully following the Lord, going mm-hmm. to church, married their girl. You know, it's, some aren't. Some are in jail, right? Yeah. So just in that kind of that vein, that those young men for that five-year, eight-year, I can't remember, window, now, there was fruit in there, but it's Absolutely. it's gritty, baby. It Absolutely, gritty. I think that's one of the myths. You say it's gritty. You know, it's not easy. Yeah, and it's not it's not what we want to come of. It doesn't always happen. Right. You know, so we have to let go and let God. We just plant seeds, do our part. Right. And I think we oftentimes overlook those opportunities because we're in a hurry. You stopped and you gave your time, and instead of seeing those kids as disruptive in your business, you saw it as an opportunity. Um, to use your platform and your business to share the gospel to for sure and and not only to share the gospel but to uh, give these these young men an opportunity uh, which I think is what we all crave mm. you know mm-hmm. and it's all about what we do with our opportunity um, that that 
truly matters. Oh and, my gosh. And how do Preach. how do we know if someone loves the Lord without asking them? It's whether they love people. And I know you love the Lord without asking because you, <laughs> you love, love people. people. We cannot yes. love Jesus and and not love people. Yeah. Mm. That's that's mm. the commandment that yes. he gives us. Tell us about so in in our time together these past few days, we've we've talked a lot and heard a lot about, you know, building a, a taller building you know just erecting something that is meaningful and uh allows other people to to see and and use and put that into an eternal perspective what does it look like to where where is the real estate that you want to build your tallest building man well i was thinking about this morning and principles of taking your what you have right so if you're a business owner you have that opportunity right and I, I love Jesus, right? So I, mm-hmm. I consider myself the pastor of Laundry World. And the, most of our females, so I'm appropriate, right? I don't pray one-on-one with ladies. I don't, I, but there's two or three of them. I don't know, oh, yeah. you know if they That's want great. to, right? I want them to want that. And so, so how do you build a bigger building? Well, you've got to be faithful in the small things. That's Jesus good. said, if you're fa- he gave a story about a king. If you're faithful in small things, I'll make you master over many things. Mm-hmm. But if you're not faithful in small things, well, then you'll be taken away. And, and so if I want to build a taller kingdom, a taller building, I've got to be faithful at the foundation and I've got to uh, keep my hand to the plow, right? He mm-hmm. said, if anyone takes their hand off and looks back, they're not fit. You can't hear that word. Why? Because it's not even fit for the kingdom of God. Staying with the course. And uh, one final piece on that, because that can be so intimidating to think, oh my gosh, I have to be perfect. I have to mm, never yeah. falter. And so I think about Jesus when... The, uh, the man whose daughter, his daughter or son, is dead or dying, and he comes to Jesus, my kid needs you. Can, can you help? And he goes, what do you want me to do? He goes, well, if you can do something for him, come now. And he goes, if. And the man says, I believe. Yes. Help me yes. overcome my unbelief. And I feel yes. like that, right? Yes. In yes. our faithfulness and our small things, right? Yes. I believe. Yes. Help me overcome my unbelief, right? Mm-hmm. I, I wasted my time for this season of my life. Uh, uh, you know, we can get enticed by, and I like nice things, right? We, <laughs> I'm not saying that you can't have a car or go to go to a trip or whatever. Basically, they plan these events at nice places, so we have a just you know, it's fun and yes. plus the accommodations are there. It's not quite so. I mean, we could do this in a barn in the back, but it's Absolutely. it's harder to get uh, you know a couple hundred people to go to the porta potty every you know it's just you know. <laughs> yeah. So so I'm, I'm not anti things, but I am that things aren't sufficient for what I need the most. Yes. Amen. Yes. Right. They will I need not the most us. is not things or a pretty thing on my arm yes. or a, you know me on the cover of a magazine yes. or entrepreneur today or whatever it is. And so to build a bigger building, you got you got to be faithful in small things, and then you got to know the builder who designs Absolutely. the ultimate building. And otherwise, we're going to end up with our ladder, a big ladder that we strained. We taught everyone else all following us how to be, how to climb, climb this ladder, how to climb this ladder, and. Yeah, you know, we build a big old following, and that's pretty intoxicating. And you know, even uh, you know, you you guys are the pinnacle, right? And you guys are super uh, great, and you're sharing this because you want to give. You, yeah. And thanks. and but if you get to the top of the ladder that's on the wrong building, yeah. Only regret fuels your soul. And mm. what what do we do when we end up with regret? Well, you can repent, or you can double down. And you know, yeah. So yeah. I'll say one thing you were saying about like being at the top or on the magazine, but God may call some believers to that. For yes, sure. And absolutely. I, and he wants what a them position. on that. Yes. And we have to be I, brave as, as believers to be okay if God calls us to that. To, couldn't agree more. Yes. Yeah. If he's going to work through 
a position like that. If he's going to use dollars and cents, those things have to be manifested on earth through someone. There typically are. There are miracles without a doubt. Yep. That the, the, the Lord's work by the power of the Holy Spirit is done through the body, through right. people. Yeah, and I'm not, so I'm not anti-wealth, and I really yeah. I get a little annoyed with people who uh, just bash America like this is some <laughs> special place of terrible Christianity and you know, we just don't know other people's problems, right? You know your yes. warts real well. Yes. You don't yes. know everyone else's warts quite as well. So, uh, there's. But if you're faithful in what you have, he said you'll be given more. Absolutely. And I think that's the case with you know Jesus gave a parable about use your worldly wealth to gain influence with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm down with that, man. Absolutely. Leadership is influence. I think you. Yeah. One of y'all quoted some Johnny Mac. Uh, there's yeah, two Johnny yeah. Macs in the Christian world. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. John Maxwell, John, John MacArthur, MacArthur, but. Uh, Going about leadership is influence, right? Yes. Yeah, I think y'all said that in one of your yes. other earlier yes. episodes. We so. did. Been talking about. You want know, to you want to build on top of what's good and be faithful in that. And that'll if that brings you lots of fame and acclaim, well then okay. it's going to be a tighter leadership struggle for you, Absolutely. right? Mm-hmm. He's yep. you know who any, not many of your brothers should desire to be teachers, but you, you know who teach will be judged more strictly. It's, that's right. That's good. Yeah. Held to a higher standard. For sure. Yes, above reproach, for sure. So this is a quote from someone that I really enjoy is Paul David Tripp. Mm-hmm. And um, I have not shared with anybody yet. <laughs> We're <laughs> off the cuff. So here's the core struggle. As long as sin still resides in our hearts, we will have an inclination to ask the physical creation to do for us what the Creator alone is able to do. Everyone is in search of true and lasting joy. Everyone is searching for life. Everyone wants to be deeply, fully, and perfectly loved. Everyone wants a heart that is satisfied. So everyone is on a quest to find these things even when they don't know that they are. Everyone looks for identity. Everyone searches for something that will give them meaning and purpose. Everyone searches for something to hook their hope to. In this way, everyone is born searching for God. Hmm. They just don't know it. That's good. That's fantastic, <laughs> man. Yeah. So wow. tell tell me about your your search and and finding it and what it has meant to you. How I came and, to faith. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. And and what it's what it's meant oh, to you in these well, these years since. <clears throat> Twenty one years old. I was a just your average long haired beer drinking, dope smoking, skirt chasing, stuff stealing, motorcycle riding, <laughs> punk. And uh, but I, I'm a girl. Busy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no one's pregnant. I didn't get caught, and I kept my job. And mm. but I, you know, as fast as my bike would go, I'd come home, and the emptiness didn't. You know, the next day, if everyone liked you at the party and you're super cool, but then the next day, you know, you need another one. And this guy made friends with me in college, and I uh, wore an Astros shirt, so he struck up an Astros conversation. Nice. Right, use what you got in front of you. Yeah. Yes. And a few months later, he invited me to this revival, and. I said, what's a revival? He goes, well, you'll meet my friends from church. We'll talk. This guy will talk about the Bible, and we'll sing some songs. And I said, well, why the hell not? So I rolled in there, and this dude named Jerry Johnston read Luke 19 about Zacchaeus, and I realized I needed a Savior for the first time in my life. Wow. And, and so I, I, be, I came alive. October yeah. 23rd, 1989, Absolutely. man. What a day. Absolutely. And <laughs> God's, for anyone watching, whatever you're going through, you may say, well, this episode's not for me or this isn't yeah. for me god's grace yeah. is sufficient you yes. know if, if you did have the children if you did commit the crime you know if you did yeah. get caught and locked up in prison for time and now yes. you're out god's grace is sufficient for yeah. sure there's nothing we can do i meet 
wealthy people that are empty a lot of times mm-hmm. you know they're searching for they're the searching wrong things in the wrong places yeah exactly and you get distracted because people see your success and they give you just praise and that praise can be a distraction absolutely mm-hmm. from what we need the most yes. which is the ultimate acceptance that's what uh, Paul David Tripp's quote there he's and we're looking for all these other things. And, and you can pursue good things, but they're not going to work if they put them in the place of ultimate things. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, y'all, y'all know that oh. so well. And, but that doesn't mean that the pursuit is evil. It means that the absolutely. pursuit without the right wall, the, the wall of eternal joy, eternal usefulness, is the only one that's going to make the rest of my stuff the most joyful. Yeah. Now, not the sinning part, right? But the the, the achievement, the joys, what you guys are doing, sharing, right? All that stuff. And it's it's Mm -hmm. intoxicating. It's it's enthralling to achieve and to to grow and to share with others and provide for people. Man, that's that's super fun. I love that stuff, man. Yeah. I said it on my social media recently, you know, wealth, you know, it, it, uh, wealthy people, argue about taxes and inheritance poor people dance in the streets mm. you know you see you know you, i've been to other countries i've been to haiti where people are filled with joy i've yeah. given a child a sandwich and he cut it into pieces and ran it over to his friends it mm. changed you know? your life and it changed my life for real i mean i get goosebumps thinking about it you know the kid was deaf. I mean, that's just a story oh. that comes to mind. But we gave him a sandwich, and his other kids, we couldn't let them on the property. We only let this one kid on the property. But he takes his sandwich, he cuts it in, in the quarters and runs it over to his friends. He's dripping with sweat, you know, mm. and he's smiling, and they're all smiling. I yes. mean, and He was that's filled what, with love, yes. Yeah. The love manifested in his heart, and then it came out in such a selfless action. Oh, yeah. beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. And, and enough is never enough when we're in search of the wrong things, you know. Yeah. And God well, will is not always fulfill enough. you. Yes. In every situation, in every circumstance, He is enough. Yes. And Amen. Mm-hmm. Once you have that and know that, your desire to share it is just going to become natural. And, yes. And don't back away from that. Don't take that responsibility lightly. That's that's one of our biggest responsibility in scripture make disciples yes. and that's our goal with this is to make other disciples i hope this inspires somebody else to do a podcast mm. or to yeah. run for office <laughs> yeah. or to, there's so know. much space fill yeah. it fill it's it fill abundance it. Mindset. the leadership <laughs> vacuum is large yeah. and leadership comes from serving right you not just the mm-hmm. hey i'm on top see how cool i am i'm an influencer or whatever yes yeah. but I'm, yeah. I'm an influencer because i've i've got a track record of sharing and mm. love and giving yeah. and yep. I said something a little earlier, and I, I want to amend my, my words. I said we're you know looking for the wrong things in the wrong places. We're looking for the right things. The Lord has put it in our hearts to look for the right things. We just look for them in the wrong places, and we that. get distracted because we're all looking for the same things. And uh, I, wanted, I just wanted to make yeah, that clear. Yeah, and, and then say, so for the person who is listening to this and has no idea what we're talking about, or this may be something new, or you know they may have already tuned out. Maybe they're trying to listen to it one more time. What what is what is this right thing that we're talking about? Like in a pretty concise way. Man, well, salvation. I, I think our hearts are uh, not just in need of a tune-up, right? But it's rebellion from God, right? When a kid tells mom no, right? That's that's a little example of rebellion. Like I don't want what you have. I want. Mm-hmm. The I want the toys you have, but not the following, not the obedience, not the lordship. And mm-hmm. and when we as people 
tell God, you know, I like I like some of your things, but I'm kind of going to do my own thing. So I just picture, you know, the Heisman Trophy right now. And, <laughs> and that's a good pose for running play and looking cool. And I, I, I want a grandstand when I run down and make yeah. an end zone <laughs> catch, right? Mm-hmm. But if I run down the wrong direction and I'm in the opposite end zone and I'm doing my Heisman, my, my Heisman stroke, I mean, the only people applauding me are equally – uh, disoriented people, right? <laughs> so people are pe- spiritually disoriented God seekers. That's what you were just saying, right? Mm-hmm. And the and the the reorientation comes from hearing good the word. good news that mm-hmm. uh, Jesus loves you and God sent Him not because we needed a tune-up or advice, but because we need a Savior. That's my yes. story. That I heard the good news that I needed a Savior, and I never thought about it. And that yeah. good news, Jesus came, lived a perfect life, yeah. was crucified good. for my sins. Yes. Was buried on the third day, rose again. That's I've been good. to Jerusalem. I took eighteen hundred pictures there. <laughs> I, I use them every time I get the chance to. And that that my life can mm. be re- changed when my hard heart that tells God no gets replaced with Jesus's great heart that tells God I love you. I love Paul. I love Luke. I love Lee. I love you. And That's yes, Jesus. Yes. I love it. And you've been through some storms lately. Storms. I think Literally. Having, having the Lord does not mean we will not go through storms yes. yeah. in life, both literally and figuratively. Can you share what you've been through over the last couple of years? Tell us about the storm. What's the name of the hurricane? that came? He's here at a laundromat conference, and his laundromat got completely destroyed, and his city uh, lost lots of its population, which was his business that yeah. he depended yeah. on. And it, he's had to change and pray yeah. through it, and he and has yeah. Where's the, the Where's the Lord in that? All. Mm-hmm. Well, we entered August twenty seventh, two thousand, with four laundries and left it with only three. And uh, mm-hmm. but uh, we we improvised, adapted, and overcame, and pushed. Opened the first one up two weeks later. Uh, one way is completely destroyed. Uh, There's a great picture of Dexter Machine sitting all proud in the sun, and the building all collapsed all around it. Mm-hmm. And it actually went to some papers around the world. What hurricane was that? Hurricane Laura. 150-mile-an-hour winds. What year and month was that? It's about 18 months ago, 17 months ago. August of 2000. 150-mile-an-hour winds. uh, Just just shy of a Category 5. And if you haven't been in 150-mile-an-hour winds, just go ahead and get in your car. Go, you know. And then stick your head out there. It's it's a lot, uh, and it tore up Don't all kinds of things. Yeah, <laughs> and then six weeks later, we had a second hurricane Delta, and so there's debris in the ditches. Delta rains a ton, has 110 mile an hour winds, and homes, more homes get flooded, destroyed, the tarps blow off, all that. Yes. Then a few months later, there's a, a four day freeze, and a bunch of vacant homes get uh, get the. Uh, uh, fr- pipes frozen oh, and man. new yeah. water in homes and then a few months after that we have 20 inches of rain in five hours and hundreds of homes flood thousands of homes flood wow. some that yeah. had been repaired right they've done their lower repairs they're all excited they're they've been living it with mom or grandma or in the rv and they and then that gets destroyed it's been so discouraging and mm. then october of this past year so what five or six months ago yeah. uh there was a tornado. We never have tornadoes. And about a dozen homes were destroyed, and I was one of them. So my house got run over by this one-house-wide tornado. Wow. And uh, my wife and one of my kids were there, and she calls me and says, I'm at the laundry counting money, right? So I can't leave right there. And, hey, uh, there, we're okay. There's a tornado. I can see the sky. I'm on wow. my way. So, you know, 
So we've had, and I think that those provided me an opportunity to just be a, a bulwark against the wrong kind of discouragement, right? To declare that, uh, you know, we're, one, we're a strong people. We live in this great country. Uh, trust our God, help our neighbors, love our country. That's my mantra to come out of that and talk about how we're strong as a people and that really that faith in God is, is the only way to see the world clearly. And uh, so my, the day after my tornado house, I, there was, you know, the whole city's just so PSTD scared, on edge, and just a handful of us got hurt. And I'm kind of well-known-ish, you know. And mm-hmm. so hundreds of people, hundreds and hundreds of people have asked me how we're doing. And, and I just share the gospel, little yes. pieces or big pieces. And, yes. you know, it's, <clears throat> you get knock us down, we get right back up. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's all I can Resilience. tell you. Resilience. Resilience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Works. Wow. The Bishop of Barbecue, <laughs> the man. So how would our listeners connect to you? He also has a – so the Bishop of Barbecue, he cooks barbecue. He started with a trailer um, that he used for ministry yeah, yeah. and went around feeding people. Yep. And then it became an actual restaurant. And uh, how could the viewers watching this say, I want to connect with Paul. How can they connect with you, and how can they go to your restaurant when they're in Lake Charles? Man, well, you, yeah. you want to go to your epicenter for meat, sides, and fun. <laughs> it's 4800 Nelson Road here in Lake Charles, Louisiana. I am your friendly neighborhood Bishop of Barbecue, by the way. It says so right on my cup. <laughs> it's and, official. Uh, yeah, and the flame of freedom burns bright here, by the way. So I'm uh, at Paul Pettifer, my personal, or at Bishop of BBQ. Boom right here. Although we spell barbecue out, which mm-hmm. is the Texas style barbecue way. Uh, and so you can catch us on social media. You can go to laundryworld.com or freedomisbetter.com. Freedom is better. Did I mention that? So we, we're free. I'm a freedom dealer. Uh, freedom is better. So we'll have our own uh, discussions about freedom and life uh, in our country soon to come. So. Wow. Any of those are good, man. Good well, we've been, busy man. We've been honored <laughs> to have you. This was awesome. Yes. Um, you know, reach out to Paul, man. Thank you for being on the show, more or less. I'm just grateful to be your friend, have your friendship, Lee and I both. Uh, thank you for coming on. At the end of the show, we typically like to give a big high five. So let's do it. Yeah. That's it, you guys. Thank you for uh, tuning in to this episode shot from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, like, subscribe to uh, the Williford Brothers. Share this with a friend. Share this with somebody who needs to hear the gospel. Um, we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in.